Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. business but mine with me Kara Berry Vanderpump edition everybody give yourselves a pat on the back another season has ended another season that people have not enjoyed did a lot of people call for the end of the series at the end of this episode yes but I think you know we're in a time where we need to be grateful for whatever we can so I'm just going to give you guys a list of the things that happened this season that we should be grateful for one, Sandoval was able to break free from the chains of Jace and Couchy. Two, Katie was right like two or three times. Three, nobody seems to see it for Jax. And I was loving that. Everybody gave it to him this season. Four, just everything about Tom and Ariana. I love them. And, I, and I'm not going to make any apologies for that. 
With that being said, let's get into the season finale. It starts off with Dana and Brett, and they're Sir talking about what happened the night of her comedy show, which to me was just like a pissing contest between Max and Brett, and you know, of who liked Dana the least and how their friendship was the priority and bros before hoes, blah blah blah. Here's what's happening is that they start blaming Sheena for the night and I'm very confused like I feel like I'm not understanding why Sheena is being blamed Brett claims that Sheena loves the triangle drama between himself and Max and Dana and that she's trying to sink the ship what (laughs) so from what my two eyes saw this season Max and Dana started dating She got confused because he went on a date with some other girl that was just like a lunch date at a place that was Jones, but not Jones. They break up. She tries to get him back. Max isn't interested. She starts hanging out with Brett. Max loses his shit. Brett dogs her out in front of everybody. And somehow, because Sheena simply asks the question of, why are you guys hooking up if you know Max feels some type of way about it? It's everything that happened that night was Sheena's fault. Just point me in the right direction of why that is. Don't, because honestly, I don't really care. The season's done, like, I, I can't do it. The next scene, we have Ariana and Tom. They go to the spa together, and as they're waiting, Ariana mentions that uh, she texted Brittany that morning, basically, like, saying, I love you, but not everybody has the patience for Jax's freakouts anymore. Um, Tom says, like, that when it comes to Jax, it comes down to respect, and that Jax expects everybody to be fully in on all of his activities, the fact that he's getting married, the fact that he turned 40, and that he gives very little back in return in terms of respect and attention. Max and Schwartz are at Villa Rose at the same time, and Max throws Dana under the bus and blames her for hooking up with Brett, in his words, to spite him, as though Brett has no agency of his own. Brett and Max seem to be pushing this narrative of Brett being a victim to all of these horny women in LA that just can't control themselves around him. And it's lame as fuck. Like they're doing it with Dana, they're doing it with Sheena and and the music video and how, you know, he was just such a victim and he didn't know what he was getting into with a, a music video when the song was all about sex and having sex again and you knew that you were going to be doing a bedroom scene with her what did you think you guys were going to be doing like praying playing jacks with each other like what did you think was going to be happening jenga point point me in the right direction of that please don't do it i'm not done i'm i'm done um so dana then apologizes and said like I I wanted to, you know, she apologized to Max or Brett, Max. (laughs) She said she wanted to get back together with him. She gave him the space to do his thing. Why aren't you mad at Brett for making out with the woman that you supposedly care about, Goofy? Like, get real. Everybody get real here. (laughs) 
Back to Ariana and Tom, Ariana brings up how Kristen told her that Sheena told her that Stassi was making fun of their house and their lack of furniture. Ariana's annoyed and calls Stassi, Stassi, bad credit Schroeder. <laughs> and says like Stassi thinks it's cute to be mean when it really isn't. By the way, for a couple that, according to Jax, um, doesn't make sense and has no chemistry, we sure do see a lot of evidence of Tom and Ariana having, like, a real mature relationship, hanging out, doing things that they enjoy, and it's not like one person being a raging dickhead while the other person has to find never-ending ways to justify their dickheadish behavior, right? Something to think about. I don't know. Anyway, Katie, Brittany, and Saucy come over to Randall's house, and I make that distinction because Lala has said that she doesn't even live there full-time, despite the fact that they're engaged. Katie says that it was awkward to be at Sandoval's party with um, Kristen there. They're all talking about Kristen, and Saucy says that Kristen texted her, um, you're right about one thing, Saucy. you're not my friend. Thrive and talk all the shit you want because it doesn't matter. Saucy says that Kristen's trying to stir shit up because she's bored and to quote her, by the way, who uses the word thrive? Um, I don't know. Not people who still revert to themselves as basic in 2020, I guess. I don't know. Lala then asks Katie if they're okay because Kate, Lala had texted Katie's like basically in defense of Brittany and Jax and Brittany says that you know, with the pool party situation that everything got so petty and blown up, Katie brings up the point that, like, her rage texting is not unfounded. And from what I recall, like, all of her rage texting was just at Schwartz, right? Like, it's not like she was texting multiple people in the cast being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You can't come to my shit. Basically saying, like, you can't come and film with me. From Maybe I'm forgetting something, but every rage text that I remember just seemed pointed at Schwartz probably for like you know like making out and forgetting with somebody else or like putting his dick somewhere he shouldn't and forgetting and trying to like bubble his way out of it like yeah does she have does she have like an anger issue in the past sure but I don't know like these people and and by that I'm basically just mean Jackson Brittany need to pick a lane like you can't say oh Katie you've rage texted before so you should understand where Jax is coming from and you should have a little bit more grace towards him but then also say that Jax apologized one time for the years of bad mistakes that he's made and so everybody should be forgiving of him. Brittany says that Sandoval will never be invited to anything she ever has again. I'm so he sure he's so sad about that. And Katie's, you know, still over Jackson. It's like, you know what? Frankly, I'm just gonna block him on my phone. And the girls, Katie and Saucy and Brittany are like, no, don't do that. Like he's going through it, blah, blah, blah. And and Brittany tells Katie that she needs to have respect for her husband. <laughs> she literally doesn't because Jax has no respect for her. He tried very hard to break up Katie and Tom before they got married and said that their whole relationship is a sham. Tom does, or Jax doesn't give a fuck about Katie, so why should she have to give a fuck about him? Because he's married? Because he has a ring on his finger? Because he's married to your friend? Like, respect is earned. I respect all of my friends' husbands and wives because they're people worth respecting i'm not respecting them because they're married you can respect 
a marriage, but you don't have to respect somebody for being married to your friend. <laughs> like that isn't how, and like nobody's required to have any more respect for Jackson and Brittany's marriage than Jax has for his marriage and his wife, which at best seems very minimal. It is very strange. Then we get a kind of like a one-off scene of James and his mom. And it was very like sentimental and nice to see them like, yeah, there's a darkness to them both having to talk about how they're sober. Right. But there is a lightness. Like we've seen James's mom several times and she has never seemed as like lucid and together as she has seemed in this scene, like full stop. She's being a supportive mother. She's being like very kind and saying, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I got sober, I would not have been able to get a job. If I hadn't gotten a job, I wouldn't have had insurance. If I didn't have insurance, I wouldn't have been able to go to the doctor and find out that I had breast cancer, which is very sad. And James gets really emotional about, you know, having to see her at the hospital and all that. Like she still got stitches. She's supposed to go in for a checkup like later that week. But she's saying, you know what? All of these things are really great. And I'm grateful for my sobriety because it gave me a new lease in life in more ways than one. And she's had a double mastectomy. She's feeling good. And they're just both grateful for their sobriety. And she, I think, had been sober uh, for about six months at this point of filming and she's like oh think about how great it is that like your kids are never gonna have to see you drunk and it just like is a really great moment for them to just be like so proud of themselves and proud of each other and happy for where they are in life James is talking about how grateful he is to Raquel for putting her foot down and giving that ultimatum and like he never would have done this if it wasn't for Raquel and how like you know like I am really proud of him but I hope that he also has the clarity to like yes be grateful that that Raquel put down her foot right but also have the clarity to know that your sobriety is for yourself because god forbid they end up breaking up. I don't want him to think like, oh, well, there's nothing, there's no reason for me to be sober anymore, right? I think he does have that feeling. I think he does, know, like, there is incentive for him to be good because he is actually being rewarded by getting his job back DJing and, you know, like, seeing good things happen to him, being able to DJ at TomTom, Tom, even if it's, like, a few times, like, He's seeing that, like, all of these things that he really wants are coming to him because of his consistently good behavior. And I think that's, like, a really, really cool thing for him. The special heroes, Stassi and Bo, go house hunting for a house that only Stassi can afford. Next. The Toms go give, they go to the new space for the gardens and they give the okay to let their 50 grand that they made off of Tom Tom go to Vanderpump Gardens. So they're going to tear down that wall and have it become one big space. Cool. Next. <laughs> it's time for the Hollywood Reporter shoot. What on earth is Lisa wearing? <laughs> I saw a black blazer. A white vest with big like 90s buttons 
no shirt underneath, and a light pink tie that was like just tucked into the vest. So she looks like she's about to audition for Magic Mike, right? Like, like she's going to be like the Jada Pinkett Smith version, like the, the lady who, the hostess of Magic Mike. I, I'm not understanding what's happening here. <laughs> Ariana sits down to have a conversation with Jax and my nipples immediately get hard because I know what's about to go down. Like just a thorough takedown of Jason Couchy. Jack starts off by lying and says that he wasn't upset about the party that they had as Brittany was. Fortunately, we get a flashback of him being like, oh, Tom's like a little girl. Like, look at him gossiping to everyone, blah, blah, blah. Like, clearly upset and just acting like a total 13-year-old. Um, every insult that he makes is woman-centric. Let's just keep that in mind before moving forward. Um... And Ariana's like, you know what? I hate that Brittany was put in that position too, but it was by your text to everybody that this happened. And Jax was like, well, Tom did the same thing to Stassi. And Tom is always putting his nose into everyone's business. Like, okay, well, all the business that you put your nose through is the source of most of your issues. So you may not want to go into whose nose is doing bad things. Okay. Ariana counters that, you know, taking the high road with him is not working. And so, yeah, maybe it was like shitty to have another party, but we have taken the high road with you pretty much every other time and it doesn't work. So being petty doesn't really look so bad from here. Jax goes on to say, like, oh, I'm not allowed to make a mistake. And Ariana's like, well, you make a lot of mistakes towards a lot of people. Jax says that he's a human being. You know, I was like, I'll probably fuck up again. And Ariana's like, I know you will. And then she goes on to say in a talking head the thing that, like, everyone with a brain who watches the show has been wanting to say about Jax, which is these aren't mistakes anymore. They're pointed choices that Jax is making. This is a pattern this is a personality. This is who this person is. Thank God for Ariana Maddox. Then she clocks him on talking shit about she and Tom's relationship and about her specifically. And he says like, oh, well, you know, he plays Mr. Innocence. Like, well, I'm just answering questions that people ask me. Like, no, you're, you're taking opportunities on your own. Like nobody's asking you how you feel about Ariana everything we've seen is like you Sheena's walking up to you and saying hi and he's like oh Ariana's miserable or you asking Tom why you why don't you think she's a bitch why don't you call her a bitch that is like a heinous thing to just wonder about somebody um then you know she says you have no idea what you're talking about and he starts rolling his eyes, so she walks away. She's like, basically, just keep your name out of my mouth. Here's the thing. Yeah, Jax hates Ariana, but Jax hates all women. He just hates Ariana the most because she doesn't kowtow to him. She's smarter than him. She knows she doesn't need him. And when she does come to him, she comes to him with a clear, concise read that he cannot argue with. He hates her 
because she has empowered Tom to be his own person. He hates her because she's in an equal partnership with her boyfriend and that doesn't make sense to him. He hates her because she doesn't subscribe to the stereotypical, you know, wife and mother traditions. So that somehow makes her a lesbian. Um, we have never once seen him consistently treat any woman in his life with respect. And the fact that Ariana demands respect in her relationship sickens him. And that's why he hates her. That's completely what it is. Brett and Max talk, blah, blah, blah. Max is still blaming Dana and calling her spiteful because he hates women too. Next. The photographer, they're at the Hollywood Reporter shoot. The photographer wants to take a picture with the group of Vanderpump Industries. So it's like a little bit of Vanderpump Gardens people, Tom Tom people, um, Sir people. And everybody is adhering to the dress code, except for Jax, who's wearing a navy blue button down, even though he's supposed to be representing Sir, which is black, a black shirt. Everybody knows this. That's how it's been. He acts like he's above wearing the color black and that he'll wear what he wants when he wants and he doesn't want to be put on the same level as the bartenders. And at one point he looks down and to the right and it clicked to me. He was looking right at both Toms um, because he is jealous that they got to wear matching suits that didn't look like everybody else and basically... He doesn't care about the woman. He doesn't care what Brittany wears, Stassi, not Stassi, Sheena wears, um, Ariana wears because they're not on his level. But he feels like he's the number one guy in the group and he doesn't like that Tom and Tom are two owners and that he has to look like everybody else at Sir. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. He cannot stand the fact that he's not in the center with him because he's no longer the number one guy and he's still seen in the eyes of the Hollywood reporter and therefore the public as an employee of Sir. He has not been given a leg up the same way that that the other two guys have, and it pisses him off. 
he is still, he's mean mugging. He's crossing his arms in this picture and he's like fussing after they get the shot. And Brittany's like, oh, well, Jazz gets sassy, but he always comes around. Like he'll snip a little bit. And then we get this flashback to like four hours before the shoot where he's still yelling at her for reasons unknown but whatever you want to make excuses for this guy go right ahead lisa then sits jacks down because she notices that he's acting like a complete dickhead and so he's like oh you know what i've been just having a bad day and she's like no you had a bad few weeks now and he's like well yeah well that happens sometimes okay (laughs) and then he says that he cannot manage his emotions a 40 year old man who has no control over how he acts and does not want to take responsibility for it. Listen, I don't like Jax and I am positive that if we entered the room, if we were in the same room together, the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up before I even laid eyes on him. But he does need actual help. First of all, he needs to sober up. He needs to clear his nostrils, clear his nasal cavity, get off the booze. Get off the weed. But two, he needs to not be like, give himself all this like, oh, well, hey, nobody else is perfect. Like, you know, I I blow up the fuck up at people all the time. Like, no, that isn't okay. It's not normal. It's actually unwell. <laughs> Lisa points out that he self-sabotages when he's not the center of attention. And it's one thing to do when you're single, but quite another when you're married. She actually says, like, you're Mr. and Mrs. Jax Taylor now, but that's, like, factually and legally incorrect, so it wasn't even worth getting into. Anyway, Ariana confronts Stassi about what she said about the furniture, and it turns out that it was actually Lala that said it. (laughs) We get another great flashback of Lala saying exactly, like, verbatim what Sheena tells Stassi and Ariana with the Chiron not Stassi. <laughs> so Ariana and Stassi make up because Ariana's like, you know what? I know I trust in the fact that like if Stassi had said that, she would have owned up to it. So they make up and Kara from Vanderbilt Gardens, who previously hooked up with Max when they were in Vegas for the Bubba wedding, is clearly wasted at this point. And she's really trying hard to insert herself into this conversation. Danica, from like further out at the party, clocks Kara trying to interrupt them. And she decides to insert herself into Kara's insertion. It's like a, like a human centipede of people not minding their own business. Lala then jumps in because at some point a drink got spilled on her. And she's going off calling Danica psycho. <laughs> Danica's crying. She has actual tears in her eyes because Kara's smiling at her. <laughs> Drunk white women are hilarious. I mean, it's it's so funny. Lisa kicks Danica out. That's all she wrote for Danica. James does a DJ set for the the cast party, the ending party. Um, He and Lala debut their song in which Lala does his, like, mean mugging hip-hop faces like she's a thug, even though (sighs) we all know who Lala is. Lauren from Utah. And at the end of that, James gets 
out from the corner of the booth and apologizes to Randall, makes amends with him for, like, being a dick, saying really horrible things about Rand, which Rand accepts, and he says, you know, like, I knew that wasn't you. I knew you weren't sober when you were saying that, and I knew that you had a problem, so it's okay. Like, and as long as you're fine, like, I would love for you to come to our wedding. You're completely invited, and I accept your apology. Great moment. Raquel comes over and is like, I'm so attracted to you right now. (laughs) You just look so hot. Like, love it. I love for Raquel to talk about how horny she is. She likes it. I love it. Dana then confronts Max about why he's mad at her. And he says, like, well, you know, you hooked up with Brett and that made me feel some type of way. So, like, I'm good on you, girl. And I want nothing to do with you. I don't want to talk to you. Whatever. Dana points out, she's like, not only have you slept with multiple women within the Vanderpump universe, Brett also told me that you have slept with five women in the five weeks since we've broken up. So why are you so pressed about me kissing Brett? He's like, well, I'm not. I just feel like you did it to spite me. (laughs) She's like, no, I didn't. Um, He is convinced that she is out to try to make him look like the bad guy and how she, Dana is on a high horse and, but, but I don't care. And Dana's like, well, you're on the jankiest high horse of all. Like, this is weird. And then Max goes on to say like, the way you carry yourself is corny. And again, he's like, I'm good on you. And, um, then he goes, let's not forget that I fucking hired you here. Um, somebody call, Annalise Keating and drop a freaking charge on him. What are you talking? That is gross, dude. Gross. First of all, she doesn't work at TomTom anymore, so you can miss me with that. And if she did, what you just said to her could potentially be grounds for a lawsuit. Like, you don't try to intimidate people with your status as their superior because you're mad that she kissed your friend. That isn't how it works, my guy. Like, he had nothing else to say to her. So he was just like, I'm the GM of Tom Tom, and don't you forget it. Don't you forget that I'm the one that hired you. Like, bro, get both of these 7-Eleven hot dogs off the show. They're so misogynistic, Max and Brett. Everything is a woman's fault. They can do no wrong. They're always the victims. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Then we get the final scenes, which is like two scenes going on at the same time. A back and forth friendship breakup between Katie, Stassi, and Kristen, and then Sandoval and Jack. Frankly, the women's stuff is boring to me because what it seems to me is that, like, Kristen is basically, like, they feel like they've evolved. Stassi's now in a happy relationship, Katie's married, and Kristen's still doing the same old thing, which is, like, going back and forth with her boyfriend, which I will concede is probably annoying to have to, you know, have her crying one minute and then fucking Carter the next minute. I get it. Is this something that you completely break up a probably decade or more long friendship? I'm not really seeing why that's necessary. And I also think it's like, 
weird that I, I just think it's like there's something like kind of I don't, I don't want to use the word bully because I feel like it gets used a lot but I also just think it's like kind of gross for both of them to just be like like gang up on her basically and I don't know like I heard that Stassi and Katie were talking about this on um Stassi's podcast about how the real reason why they're upset with her is because Kristen had they all talk about like what it is what messages or what storylines they want to address prior to filming so this is like two seasons ago Kristen said that she wanted to open up more about her relationship with Carter. Katie and Saucy agreed that they were going to help her do that. But when it came time to it, Kristen kind of like backtracked and pussy popped and like didn't want to talk about it in the way that they felt like she wanted to talk about it and they felt like she should talk about it. So then it comes down to the reunion and they expected which is the operative word, they expected Kristen to clear the air and say, yeah, I was trying to get out of my relationship. I wanted to talk about it. When it came down to it, I went back on that. And she didn't. You can't have expectations of people like that. Like, you guys know that she was going back and forth, back and forth about Carter. So maybe when it time came time to, you know, talk about that, like, yeah, I remember she said, like, that she and Carter were no longer together, together at the reunion, but, like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's not a reason to, like, blow up your whole friendship, to blow up your Witches of WeHo wine line. Like, if you're stopping yourself from getting a bag because of Carter at the end of the day, like... Y'all need to have some perspective here, especially Katie. Like, I understand that Saucy has many other streams of income with her podcasts and her book and her tour and stuff. But, Katie, you might... If you guys got a wine deal, just take that, like, 25 grand or however much you got from it. Take it. Eat, eat it. If all you have to do is post a few times on Instagram, do one or two in-person events like and you're willing to drop that cash because you don't like Carter and you don't like that Kristen hasn't made a decision about breaking up with Carter that is (laughs) shooting yourself in the foot to me so this is why I don't find this like really worth talking about like I I don't know I mean like is Kristen perfect no but it's also like let her do her thing. Like, if you guys are in these happy relationships, and like, live your life and let her figure it out. And it seems like she has. Like, she has a whole nother boyfriend. You guys have been in shitty relationships, too. Like, the entirety of the series. So, like, now that you guys are married and engaged and you're happy with Bo and you're pretending to be happy with Schwartz, like, you guys don't have time. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's just weird. Anyway... For me saying that I don't care about this, I just talked about that a lot. So let's get to Jax and Tom. Um, So Jax tells Tom that he's a handicap and he cried at Home Depot in the flowers section. And this sounds a lot, again, like he didn't like how quote unquote miserable Ariana was 
using her mental illness as an excuse to get out to, to get away with things but all of a sudden he's handicapped okay <laughs> um then Tom's is like this is bullshit. You've been using these excuses for basically, you've been doing the same thing for 20 years now. You've been causing these fights. You've been dramatic. Like you have not changed at all. And I feel like I'm wasting my energy and love on the wrong person. Amen. Amen. Sandoval says that he's establishing boundaries with Jax and it was very clear that he was like, I'm not trying to be in a friendship with you anymore and then you could see Jax kind of being like oh like oh maybe I need to like have like I'm having actual consequences with somebody that I care about even though I spent the entire season dogging him out dogging his relationship out dogging his girlfriend out oh but now I'm seeing like Sandoval's puffing his chest out a little bit creating boundaries and, and then he's like oh well you know maybe we should just take a break like he's trying to take the power back by just being like you know so then he could go round and tell everybody like oh I told Sandoval that we need a break from each other even though Sandoval was like I'm creating boundaries with you and I do not want to be your friend anymore like that is completely manipulative shit that he was doing planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. So Tom's like, sure, okay, in a way that was clearly like, I don't want to be your friend, but I'm just going to go with it because it's a little sad that you're trying to do this and you clearly need to say this for your own ego to get some of the power back. And frankly, I don't care about you or this friendship enough to fight you about it. So sure, let's take a break, Jax, whatever. <laughs> um, Then... We get this conversation between Lisa and Jax. And he was like, you know, the Toms are my lifetime friends. And we get this montage of all them, like, hanging out. We see the Tom Tom and I tattoo that Jax got on his arm. And he's like, we're going to grow old together. We're going to have kids together. They're going to go to our kids' baseball games. Like, creating this whole, like, fantasy about what their lives are going to be. And how they're going to be friends forever. And Lisa's like, well, maybe not. That might not happen. And Jax is like, well, yes, we are. <laughs> he's like, you know, my friendships are so important to me. And this isn't just a television show. And Lisa's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, by the way, the theme song is playing like slowly. Like, you know that it's 
good time. And then people are talking, these are the best days of... <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so then he goes on to say, this is why my show is successful. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump of Vanderpump Rules. The show that you get a paycheck for. My show. My show. <laughs> hilarious i'm not even gonna recreate her flawless takedown because you heard it at the top of the show i put it there i am never it was so funny to me like i have not rewound a scene from a bravo show so many times in my life because first of all i have never seen lisa turn on somebody and just be like hold on bitch what we're not gonna do is talk about how this is your show. This is my show. I am the reason why you're on the show. I brought you into this world. I can take you the fuck out. Get some perspective. Jason Couchy. Incredible. Delicious. Chef's fucking kiss. I love that they ended the show. A lot of people were saying like this should have just been the series finale. But I love that they ended the show with the dramatic re-singing of <laughs> Raise Your Glass. <laughs> I love that they ended it on Lisa ripping Jackson Brittany a new one about like how you, I mean, you heard it. Everything happens. Life happens. Life doesn't just happen to you, Jax. Get some, get a fucking grip. Don't act like the victim all the time. And grow the fuck up. She, Brittany and Jax were looking at her like they just got in trouble with the principal. We see all the couples walk away, walk out of the building, holding hands. Katie and Tom are holding hands. Ariana and Tom are holding hands. And it just, to me, like the parallels of Jax and Brittany, who were supposed to be like in their minds, like the golden couples of the show getting told out by Lisa while everybody else is like going off to like live their lives in a mature way. I mean, God help me that I'm calling Schwartz and Katie's relationship mature, but here we are (laughs) comparatively here we are. And that was the end of the episode y'all in the end of season. What is this? Eight of Vanderpump Rules. We'll see what happens in this reunion. I can't imagine what we have three parts to talk about, but I guess we'll find out. If there's a whole ep- I wish they could just do a whole episode of the new cast so I don't have to watch it. I would love that. Ugh. From your mouth to Bree Dellinger's ears, y'all. Alright, you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Thank you to the sudden burst of people who've been giving me five-star reviews. Bless you. Um, Don't, if you haven't, I would love that. For people who have Podcast Addict, the app, you can now leave reviews in Podcast Addict. So if y'all want to do that, that would be super helpful. Anyway, y'all, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll catch you guys next week.